Auditions are well underway for the post of lead announcer here at Hutton Orbital Radio News. We know that the listener demands crisp, clear diction. And whilst we no longer insist on an RP accent, it should at least be intelligible. The queue of potential candidates has been very long all day, with, of course, two metre gaps between the hopefuls. The audition panel consists of three unlikely individuals ranging from a man whose trousers come up to his armpits to a woman whose dress barely reaches up to her navel. They have had what's needed drummed into them over and over and over again until they are the bored, bored, bored. They had lost all hope of finding someone with genuine talent when, through the obligatory dry ice fumes, strides a handsome figure dressed all in shiny purple from head to toe, as if he'd picked all of his favourites from several tins of Quality Street and couldn't find anywhere else to hide the wrappers. He takes a deep breath, and so do the panel, as now, maybe at last, their task will be over. Our mics are live! Next! Hello everyone, it's Thursday evening again. It's around 8.30 in the evening and unless I'm much mistaken, it's time for a little bit of Hutton Orbital news. I'm Dick Chafing and it's not just because I'm wearing shorts that are far too tight in this heat. It's because my parents had a little bit of a sense of humour. Mr. and Mrs. Us Chafing. Good thing I wasn't the girl as they were going to call me Fanny. I'm Rudolf Hucker, and I'm glad my family changed our surname from Art. I'm Harry Balzac, and as anyone knows, that's just a stage name. I'm really Sean Scrotum. I've always been like this. And by marrying me, Lou saved me from being normal sass. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. We wouldn't want anyone to have a silly name, and now... It is indeed time for the headlines. Banter bus set for final stop as Hill Parsi Blues head home. Simbad so bad that he forgot to press bong. Simbad so bad that he actually attacked himself, the latest from Dubunal. Mobile station inflation in more ways than one. feels like, or mug doesn't. Anyone ever wondered what a four billion credit dump feels like? For mug doesn't. Imperial prude yells. That's Tiddlywink Nudes. Pocket Lining Looney tries to prove that he's smartier than your average bear. We find out what's what in Hutton Space.
first tonight it's the final voyage of the big bubble banter buswing and what an adventure they've had over the last few weeks they've visited some of the most stunning sites in the galaxy they've become astronomers xenobiologists xenobotanists volcanologists explorers stunt pilots miners and just about everything in between what started out as a lone banter bus running some cb comms with nearby commanders has rapidly evolved into the Hutton wing known as the Hill Parsi Blues, all flying, <clears throat> all flying crates looking great in special effect blue, complete with cunningly and rather artistically placed paint splodges, and posing in front of just about every selfie limpet in all manner of intrepid looking poses. With their own signature radio call signs, secret handshake and initiation rituals, this subset of Hutton's PWP wing have moved their base of operations to the Hill Parsi system and will be setting forth once the banter bus hangs up its ticket machine and its now stopping sign, often vandalised to say many rude things. If you're alone and need some banter, if no one else can help, and of course, if you can actually spell Hill Parsi properly, you can hire the B team. Yes, that's B for banter. B for Baz, B for Bus, and of course, B for Behave. The shenanigans over in Colonia are rumbling on, and Sinbad the Bad has opened an offensive on yet another front. This time, he's drawn a line in the virtual sand and fired his opening barrage via the media. Yes, he's employing propaganda to further his cause. Not content with stealing candy from a baby, not happy with leaving his dodgy girlfriend Goldilocks loafing around the common room over at Dunker's Rest. He has waxed his moustaches, sprayed himself with a whole lot of brute for men, donned his most evil-looking cape and marched into the offices of Sagittarius Eye. Hutton's reporters had already discovered his latest dastardly deed. He's been waging war on his own population over in Mobia. Yes, having thrown his forces to the wolves, he then launched a full-scale assault on them. Dressing this up in the media as trying to prevent a disaster in Mobia, which of course was caused by the Dunkers, formerly of Ed's 38, we're utterly sure that he is going for this sympathy vote. Not a team to have the wolf in sheep's clothing pulled over their eyes, Sagittarius Eye published his flowery article and made sure they included a secret code message to the rest of the galaxy that all of this was a lot of hot air. Namely, calling Sinbad the Bad's home system Fart Auri. What may have seemed like a guff, sorry, gaff, was actually a cunningly crafted hint that the article whiffed to high heaven. Fresh from beating himself up, there is no current news as to what Sinbad the Bad is up to, but Hutton dispatched one of their bravest reporters deep into Dunker's Rest this week, and we will be bringing you a special report later. So many buttons. Good evening. That's the Brewer Corporation have taken a leaf out of Hutton's playbook and organized a special event this week. Yes, in their final phase of testing of the fleet carriers, they've blown the budget on a big beta blowout. 
They've built a barrage of big blow-up, mock-up, rock-up, and try-not-to-cock-up carriers, specially for those commanders for whom the words big bucks refer to our very own Mr. Naked's sake bill. For sale. For the cost of a couple of tons of void opals, these pumped-up cookie-cutter cutout carriers have all the facilities one might imagine, thanks to the wonders of advanced inflatable engineering, but will only last one week. Or until they go all droopy and floppy. This appears to not be the only thing that's inflated at the moment as a number of eagle-eyed commanders manage to spot a bit of a hole. Test pilots have found a new way of emptying their bank accounts in record time, almost as fast as they filled in. No, we don't mean by buying power play locked equipment just in case they want it for one of each ship in the future, or grabbing a fleet carrier. We mean taking their money and literally flushing it out of Cubicle 3 and waiting for a passing ship to scoop it up as a tasty cargo. Their latest wheeze involves cunning market manipulation, winged rewards and selling things back to themselves for a fraction of the original cost. Current estimates are that they can pass cash at a rate of 20 million credits every 15 minutes or so, or marginally slower than a boring run on diamonds. Will the Bank of Zeons can cotton well the Bank of Zeons cotton onto this free money printing ring before the galaxy is declared bankrupt? Will it lead to a devaluation of the credit? Will inflationary pressures bring about the downfall of civilization? Or will a quick patch be slapped on the hole in time to prevent all of the contents leaking out? The old Prockle Centauri is usually a quiet place. It's a long way from the bubble and pilots who reach there with smoke pouring from their AFMUs are usually gasping for an ice-cold megagin at the end of their 22,000 light-year journey from Hutton before realising that it's Alpha Centauri that has the gin, not the old Prockle Centauri. Now, not all commanders are desperate for a drink, but one thing that they are all in dire need of is a dump. No matter how you do it, no fleet carrier taxi services yet, you'll have visited a lot of systems that don't have anywhere for you to unburden yourself with what's in the bowels of your ship. Yes, exploration data can build up on a long trip, and it's important to remember to go to the head. The head of Universal Cartographics, that is, and dump your load. Commander Waller81 recently took this to the extreme as he sold 4,444,558,400,444,558,473 credits worth of data at Fort Mug. Yes, nearly four and a half billion credits. That's 89% of a fleet carrier right there. Doctors have spent the last two days trying to uncross the commander's eyeballs and specialists from Hutton's Cubicle 3 elite deodorization team have been flown in to deal with the aftermath. If you're planning to visit Fort Mug in the next few days, please be sure that the cloud of glowing green gas does not signify that there has been a Thargoid incursion.
Officials at the finals of this year's Galactic Tiddlywinks competition were congratulating themselves on a high turnout for what is usually a sparsely attended affair, when an Imperial Senator noticed that many of the visitors looked remarkably similar, and all said, Welcome home, darling. Would you like to listen to Dockers when you squeeze their arm? The PR firm responsible for publicity of the Tiddlywinks said that these were premium mannequins designed to be ultra-realistic and they usually accompanied pilots on long exploration missions but with so many pilots stuck in their home base they had to find somewhere to store these acquiescent companions. The senator who raised the issue has said that there will be a full inquiry and has promised to return the sample that he has borrowed once he has gotten to the bottom of it. Rumours that the retail outlet one Wonders Emporium and Footnote Hospital sells such startlingly open-mouthed and amazing-looking lads and ladies of leisure as personal massage devices for your intimate relations on long space journeys are of course just that and we are assured that they're actually normally used in window displays, possibly in Amsterdam, but that's only a rumour, as we've never been there and definitely never to that bit of, and of course wouldn't have a clue what you're talking about. Galactic self-promotion supremo and styled saviour of the galaxy President Hudson of the Federation I'm just going to check where I am, sorry has yet again been polishing his own trumpet and pocketing more than a little pocket change from behind the scenes business with enterprises that go hand in hand with being a partially elected dictator with systems regularly rotation between pirate attack infrastructure and outbreak he has taken it upon himself to suggest that everyone in the galaxy immunize themselves with his hudson brand advanced medicines available from all good pharmacists it turns out in his regularly watched federation news digest not to be confused with the Galnet news digest he read about the therapeutic effects of dehydrated dihydrogen monoxide tablets and promptly instructed his federal scientists to devise a daily dose to help stave off everything from mods to space lurgy. Not noticing the facepalm from his senior scientific advisors, nor the fact that the Federation News Digest is a parody broadcaster, he demanded that he be the first to try popping these little pills. His business has invested no small amount of money in the company that was appointed to mass produce them in readiness for the next outbreak system state in any location he's uh, heard of and A heard of and B can pronounce properly where you're being sent to the front line of the against the Thargoids without any green goo protection his science team promptly cracked open a couple of packets of Kuhlman's Onomons not to be confused with a similarly named sugar coated chocolate and nut filled treat available in the 21st century and putting them in a pillbox on his desk. Omenoms? Hudson's been omenoming his omenoms now for a week and says that he's never felt healthier. He's got minty fresh breath too. 
Is it time for a federal... Uh, <laughs> I nearly didn't get that word right. Is it time for a federal election yet? <clears throat> Lou's not here this week, so he's left me in charge. Not that I'm not the rest of the time, but I'm even more in charge than normal. Looking at his notes, I can't make head nor tail of anything. So I'm just going to look at hotforthemug.com instead. Ross 671 and Corkery are in need of a little tickle at the moment, along with the home of the Hillpar Sea Blues. So if anyone's got three minutes or two, it would be lovely if you could pop along and do a little bit of a tidy up for Alvin. Someone has broken the big handle that flushes things over in WISE 0855-0714 and it has all backed up a bit and is going a bit stinky. Looks like we've got full infrastructure failure there so if anyone has a bag of tools, a hazmat suit and all the supplies we need we'd be really grateful if you could span it back into shape please. More worryingly, there appear to have been some naughty people doing naughty things over in Barnard Star. We're not saying it was um, Mr Shouty, but it was Mr Shouty. He and his friends over at the Barnard Star dockers have managed to cause a little bit of civil unrest. The locals are revolting and we need to give them a bit of a hosing down. Anyone who can bring a little bit of hot and bounty hunting along to Barnard to quell their tempers, it would be much appreciated. Other than that, over in Hanky's colon, Tia is also an infrastructure failure and an election at the same time, which probably means that whoever was stuffing the ballot boxes went a little too far and caused them to burst at the seams. Any pilots not helping the Dunkers of Dunkers rest having a spare minute or two, could you unstuff the hankies tier please and bring the election to its conclusion? Other than that, I don't think there's anything else to report this week. When the universe is in trouble Bug infestations in the bubble Your home stations burn rubble What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives Let Flossie tell you what it is Then you can get involved with this You should listen to what Flossie says Interstellar tells us what she thinks it is then you can get involved with this now you should listen to what Flossie says hello Flossie here back with this week's community goals news who am I kidding you know as well as I do that the galactic story mill has ground to a halt and most pilots are stuck at their home base wondering what to do well as they say the Dastardy Don makes work for idle hands. So many of you had written to me asking for advice about your personal problems. I'm not known as Fox Flossy the Fixer for nothing, you know. And so here are a selection of the dilemmas you've sent to me this week. 
Commander Arkay says, Flossy, I'm an explorer and I've been out in the black for many lonely months. When would it be appropriate for me to share my feelings with my distant companion? Constant companion. I'm feeling the need to unload my exploration data, if you get my drift. Well, it's always best to be honest, I say. Keeping feelings hidden for too long isn't good for your mental health. And besides, I imagine that your David Braben bobblehead already has an inkling of how you feel, if those photographs you sent me are any indication. Commander AF asks, Why, oh, why, oh, why can't hotbox commanders change the colours in their cockpits? Silly boy, non-hotbox commanders can't do that either. They just wear coloured glasses to make it seem as they, they can and use crayons on the pictures that they post because they're so enthusiastic. You're suffering from keenness envy. Get over it. Commanders BF and CJ tell me that they have fallen in love from afar. One lives at Beagle Point and the other at Amundsen Star, 83,058.6 light years away. They wrote to me to say that they've never met but say they feel a quantum entanglement. They'll be using focus crystals and astrology next. Their letter ends, Help us, Hawkey One. You're our only hope. Look, you two. All you've seen so far are each other's hollow me projections, and we all know how accurate they are. For example, mine is six foot five professional alligator vessel called Colin. My advice is to settle down with someone on your side of the galaxy and avoid what will only turn out to be a massive disappointment after what, let's face it, would be a journey that would make Rinswin Company blanche. I'm not going to read out the question from Commander DM, as even this station has standards. I'm just going to say that, no, that is not the normal colour and the smell does not make it sound any more attractive. My advice is, don't touch it, and from the sound of it, no one else will either, so that should minimise the contagion. And lastly, Commander D writes, I've recently found myself with more time on my hands than I expected, and got bored with drawing, so I made a life-size model of the Taj Mahal out of gin bottles. Bombay Sapphire, of course. I'm not a Philistine. My problem is... It's taking up all of my cockpit. How do I get rid of it? Well, Commander Drax, uh, sorry, Drag, sir. This is a sticky one, isn't it? Over centuries, people have wondered what was the secret of how to get a ship into a bottle. And here you are, fretting about the exact opposite. My advice is to continue to build and maybe a model of the whole of Agra. And when you finish that, Aim for the whole of India. A few more gins and you won't care how much space you have left. Plus, it's recycling day on Tuesday. That's all the time we have for this week to deal with your problems. I'm sorry that I didn't get time to answer all of your letters that were in my post. Commander V, continue to hang on to that ledge and I hope to answer your query next week. And Commander DC, please don't worry. Small is such a subjective term. Flossy told you what to do.
anytime you're ready. This week, the biggest jumper since my auntie tried to knit a pullover for a giraffe was Commander Midian Cabal, with a total of 115,178.45 light years jumped. That's nearly to Seoul. That's nearly from Seoul to Beagle Point and back again, Commander. What happened? I mean, did you set off on an expedition and realize that you left the light on? Hauling cargo, Commander Mindwipe bought and sold a total of 73,833 units. Actually, he bought a few more than that, but I like to think that he donated the rest to the Home for Bewildered Pilots. Our top mission runner, <laughs> and it feels so right to be saying this, was Commander Montgomery Python, with a total of, and it doesn't feel right to be saying this, a mere 356 mission points. Best at reducing the number of the Dastardly Don's pirates this week was our old friend, Mezer Kurin, with a total of 59,348,444 credits and some red-hot railguns. Driving the Hutton bus this, bus this week, but bus this week, Commander Marco 2612 transported 2,250 passengers around the galaxy. Their screams can still be heard as far as Sagittarius A-Star. Have you seen the Marco Drive? A special mention this week for a category that Buck doesn't normally cover, as you've heard earlier in the news, Commander Waller81 crashed in nearly four and a half billion credits worth of exploration data. So well done, and thank you. Our fastest run to Hutton is still held by Commander Brett Riverboat in 1 hour, 22 minutes and 31 seconds. But our fastest run this month is Commander Retired Navy IT-1 in 1 hour, 23 minutes, 18 seconds. If you're retired, you should have plenty of time to practice, Commander. How did we get these figures? Did we write to every Commander and ask for an update? Did we robocall everyone and ask if they had a piloting accident that wasn't their fault? No. These clever pilots use the Hutton Helper, which allows us to keep up with what you're doing around the galaxy. If you don't have it installed, go to the website hot.forthemug.com and download or register. And if you're good enough, then you can get your name read out on this radio show. And more than the life-changing kudos that you would confer, you can also get a Hun Orbital decal for your ships and your SRVs. 
If you had your name mentioned this evening and you haven't already got one, then get in touch and we'll make sure you get your decal. We call the preceding nonsense Hutton, Hutton's Top Trucker. And for reasons that escape us, it's sponsored by Lacon Spaceways. And apparently, they're the only ships in the galaxy that have a space for your butler to keep his spare silverware, as well as a waiter's friend. For the mug! For the mug! mug. Yeah, good night, everyone. We'll see you back here next week at half past eight. Mm -hmm. Or... Yeah. <laughs>